0: if the apocalypse comes BB, also known as a world with nothing but shrimp. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 2, Episode 22, the finale becoming Part 2. We're going to be talking about Buffy. We're going to be talking about characters, and we're even going to be talking about postal workers, kind of. So spoilers abound for this episode, any episode before it, after it, comics, and possibly even other shows or movies. I promise you, we definitely wouldn't stab you through the heart unless the world was getting sucked into hell. We made it, friends. We made it to the end of season two. Can you believe it? Daniel, can you believe it? I really can't. Station, can you believe it? No. I can't either, but we're going to figure it out together.
1: We started by me lugging stuff over to an Airbnb when you guys came back <laughs> to a podcast studio.
0: I know. I mean...
1: We're moving up. I mean, studio is a loose word. It, it could be that. But, today. you know, it's great. We got snacks over there, a dog roaming around, and a table with a hole in it. That's basically <laughs> what you need. It's great. It's <laughs> great.
0: Tables with holes in them are pretty essential. This is
1: episode twenty-two, level territory, right here.
0: good thing we waited to the very end mm-hmm. to uh, get our shit together. Um, we're here to talk about Buffy. If you didn't know, let's let, Hey, you know what? Our robot friends have been gone for a while. I miss them a lot, and I don't know what's been happening in the world for the last two months. Um, maybe, maybe they're back. Let's check in. Let's see. Let's see if we can find them.
1: Let's hope they're back. And if they're not, then this will all be cut.
0: Yay! Yay!
1: hi kelly stacia dunce our absence will reveal itself soon don't hold your breath eternal love from your former robots
0: thank you robots i've missed you so much thank you for showing back up we did pay for you you do have to be here forever so um a couple first in this episode spike was invited to Buffy's house the first time, and it stays that way until Crush in season five. And this is the first time the mutant enemy monster at the very end, the Ghurarg monster, says something other than Ghurarg. He says, "I need a hug," because he's sad about Buffy and Angel. Uh, speaking of Buffy and Angel, hey, what happened in this That's episode? That's projecting. Do we? Are you sure it's about? Why else Buffy would he be saying?
1: That season's over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what happened in this episode? Does anybody remember? Buffy
2: stabs Angel, but does not kill him. True.
1: Whistler shows up and shouldn't have.
2: True. Disagree.
1: We'll
0: get into that.
2: <laughs> uh, but also, the
0: thing that you said first, is it true? He does die. He goes to hell. He doesn't die, though. He just goes to a hell dimension.
2: He goes to hell. He's not actually dead. Fair enough. Right? And Buffy goes to a hell dimension we see in the next episode of the first of the third season.
1: Spoiler alert.
2: And she doesn't <laughs> die. <laughs> so I don't think she kills him. I mean, you can't kill a vampire by stabbing him in the heart with a sword. It has to be wood. Okay. Okay. All right, caveat, rescinded. Let's go over the
0: plot briefly of this episode that aired all the way back in May 19th, 1998. 20 years ago today, because that's the whole shtick of the podcast, guys. Did you know that? Um, Buffy is standing over Kendra's corpse, all incriminatingly, like, and then is shot at by cops. Because that's what we do, we shoot at people who are unarmed running away, even if you're white but only on TV.
2: All units, we have a fugitive on foot at the high school. Homicide suspect. Female, blonde, approximately 16 years old. Suspect is very dangerous.
0: She's having a hard time. She, Her friends are all hospitalized because they, well, not all hospitalized. Giles is currently being tortured by Angel. Willow is unconscious. Uh, Xander has broken arms. Cordy's fine. Cordy seems kind of fine. And Oz wasn't around. Luckily for, for him. Um, shit's not going great. Buffy's Moping through the darkness, Spike comes and offers her a deal. I'll help you stop Angel as long as we can. Drusilla and I can flee, um, which all culminates in a big final showdown between Angel and Buffy. Uh, Willow regains consciousness, resouls Angel right at the last moment before Buffy's about to strike the killing blow. Basically, uh, so his soul comes back just in time for her to send him to hell to stop a Apocalypse from sucking the world into a hell dimension and then because of a prior conversation which Joyce it didn't go so hot Buffy leaves for Folkland in her depression overalls and we don't know what's going to happen Sarah McLaughlin plays us out and we're all sad um, or laughing <laughs> or laughing depending on on your disposition so yeah this, there's only two two part finales and this is one of the two and it's hard because this episode I feel like it we discussed in the last one is uh, not as strong As Becoming Part 1. And I didn't remember why I felt that way. And even after watching it. I still can't tell you why. Because the elements of the episode are good. The scene. If you're taking them as a whole. Becoming Part 1 and Part 2. The two minute scene where Giles is is, uh, being tormented by Drusilla as Jenny. Is like the best two minutes of those hour and a half of TV. But And and then like the Angel and Buffy fight. um, Just Buffy's whole Life leading up to this moment is—it's uh, really strong and powerful, and just uh, Willow's a badass. And there's so many great elements in this episode, but I still just felt like not as good. Just I like this episode better. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit yeah, about why? why? Do you have any specific examples of why you think this one stood out more?
2: Um. I mean, I think becoming part two is like sort of the payoff for what becoming part one set up. Like, I feel like becoming part one was a lot of setup. And Becoming Part 2 really starts, like, grappling with some of the themes throughout the whole season, and even throughout the whole show, in a way that makes it more interesting to me, and, I mean, Angel and Buffy is not my favorite relationship. I don't know, I like, I like seeing Buffy grapple with, and you see it throughout the whole season, but this is really the time, once Kendra dies, that she was like, okay, Angel has to be killed, like, there's no more waiting, I'm not hoping that the spell is gonna happen, it just needs to happen, and it's really nice to see her, like, get that resolve and, like, do what she needs to do.
0: Mom, I'm a vampire slayer.
1: It's such a strong episode, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, I guess, it's like, all the scenes, everything that's happening are so good. All the relationships. It's so well done. The relationship stuff is great. Everything with Xander, Willow, Cordy, Oz showing up. Everything is so satisfying, too. And I felt the same way as you. I just didn't know why I found myself just like taken out of it. And then I thought more about it and I didn't know if it was like the small things, the little elements, like Angel's pants. (laughs) or uh, Kendra's outline on the ground in the library. I mean, it was like those little tiny decisions that were so weird. I thought the cops were always, always when the cops show up. I'm just getting on this like weird space, you know, because I can't let it go. In case you haven't noticed, the police of Sunnydale are deeply stupid.
2: I mean, her stabbing Angel is probably one of the hardest choices she makes throughout the entire show, and I think it's easier for us to discount that because we don't really like Angel that much, but like to like think about that in a personal terms, that would be really hard. I don't know mm-hmm. how many people could actually do that, or if you would. I don't know have the fortitude to do that, even after he has killed someone that was your school teacher. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I
0: absolutely agree, and that's the biggest point of the show. I tried this time around rewatching the show, which is probably like the fifth or sixth time for me um, in total. Uh, it's. I'm trying to not be so cynical and trying to not just be like, Angel's a pedophile over and over again. I really just take away the elements of, this is Buffy's story at the end of the day, which I try to eschew the majority of the times I watch the show, because I didn't ever really like Buffy until the, the time before, this most recent time watching it. And as Buffy's story, putting yourself in her position, who could do that? Who could take, like, this person that you deeply love, let's pretend it's not Angel, the person that you love personally, uh, and kill them, even if it is for the betterment of the whole world. And I mean, that's definitely not a thing that's not explored in fiction. That's not a new idea. Um, sacrificing one for the, the many, the greater good. But it's, yeah, trying to actually really get in that headspace for the first time. A, a brand new appreciation for Buffy.
1: I'm not a fan of Angel. We all don't really like it. It's kind of gross because on a logical level, it's the worst.
0: You think he's too well because he's a senior? Please, my boyfriend had a bicentennial.
1: But that scene is so good that I found myself like actively, like on the edge of my seat, feeling for these two people. And that was like really the only time this season that I really felt that way, especially about Angel and um, and Buffy. And that's everything, huh? No weapons, no friends, no hope. Take all that away and what's left. Oh. Me. Uh, The only time would be I only have eyes for you, and they were not playing themselves. They were two different characters, but they were sort of mirroring those thoughts. So, I found that weird. I thought I was going to be taken out, but I I was very much in.
2: Maybe when you said that, it made me realize, I think that's why I like this better, than becoming part one, is like, because the two moments I remember is Kendra dying and then Angel being stabbed and those are like the two moments that like stick out in my head when I think about those episodes that's what I think about first but Angel I think is a lot more powerful than Kendra yeah Kendra dies but we don't really even know her it's not a sad thing even I mean
1: it's not a sad thing
2: you know you're not mourning it like you do a character that you've actually like known over two seasons even though we don't love Angel sorry Jenny this is where you get off (laughs) like you see You feel for Buffy. And then, in addition to that, like, the rest of the episode, the relationship between, like, Spike and Joyce is fun. I think Joyce and Buffy, like, that tension there, like, gives you something to, like, be mad about. Because you need something to be mad about. And so I think, I don't know, I feel like that rounds out the episode better for me. Because with Becoming Part 1, I don't know, I think it's just not quite as strong. I think it's
0: uh, not... An accident that the scene right before she has to kill angel that he's come back to her her this person she loves that who, who could be a companion for her somebody who knows her life in and out that does she wouldn't have to hide from sound like a normal boyfriend type of guy she could really have i mean not in reality we it's been pointed out many times that they couldn't actually be together because you know he's a vampire. yeah but uh it somebody who could at least empathize with her and be there for her the scene before that is him taunting her no friends no family, what do you have left? It's just you. And Buffy proves that point like no harder than killing Angel. Like mm-hmm. here's the thing, this thing that I could have that could be not just me in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm sending him to hell. Because it is just me because the show is me. I'm the hero. I'm the one. And like, that's so tough. That's tough. And I, I mean, that's the the rallying cry for the whole show is Buffy d- is alone. She has friends, She d- but she's she's the chosen one. Death is your gift. You're the one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really cool to just say that and then have it put into action. And it fuck her up so bad <laughs> that now she's got to go Just to leaves all her friends.
1: Yeah. Just leaves. Stalks them from behind a tree. And, and of course you have that reaction.
0: That's another element of like how much more I feel for Buffy this time around. It's like, yeah, somebody just said that to your face. You had to put it. You had to literally kill him. And then, yeah, fuck it. I don't. Maybe I am supposed to be alone. Never mind. This is pointless anyway. I will leave everybody behind. I'm supposed to be alone. I don't deserve friends. I don't deserve companionship. I just...
1: I'm What's just the get... alternate to what happened there? Like, if she was hugging him and the CG portal, you know, opens up behind, I mean, what could she have possibly done? I mean, it needed Angel, right? It yeah. Needed, or it was taking everyone.
0: Yeah, that's what Giles is saying to fake Jenny. Okay. Is like, only his blood can stop.
1: Okay. I just, I just was curious, you know, I'm like... So that must also weigh on Buffy, too. It's like, even, if, I, even if, if I'm doing that for personal reasons, there is also, I'm also saving the world. Oh, again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think that's the whole impetus behind it. If she didn't have to kill Angel. Well, and
1: maybe that's what makes it more interesting. <laughs> is like, <laughs> would she have done it if it was just a personal thing? Yeah. Who knows? But I enjoyed the fight scene. I feel like it was well done. Um, even though, obviously, it was mostly not... Sarah Michelle Gellar or Dave <laughs> Oriana's yeah. ever doing anything. And it was very obvious that it was not them. Poor receiving airline. Yeah. But it was way longer than I thought it was going to be. And it was I thought it was great. And it was also really evenly matched for once. It didn't feel like Buffy was just basically getting her ass kicked mm. and then turns around and beats them.
0: And swords, it, someone was definitely like, I'm so bored of fistfights, let's
1: do swords. Well, when she just walks in and chops off dude's head, it's like, that was that was yeah. great stuff.
0: We don't get a lot of decapitations either, so that was pretty cool. Was just,
1: I just like how they did it too. Like, it was very tasteful, but I enjoyed the, you're going to do a $10,000 CG thing, you know? Yeah. Ten, that's a great $10,000 right there. Boom. Just fade them out without having it to be super weird, especially because you're just looking at just like a little bit of its, its chest, you know?
0: Next point. Whistler. Had a really bad day, okay? If you have information worth hearing, then I am grateful for it. If you're gonna crack jokes, then I'm gonna
2: pull out your ribcage and wear it as a hat.
0: Hello to the imagery. Very nice. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I think you should not have been in this episode. I Disagree. I <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> um. I really I didn't remember him being in this episode, and I think it's no. because I blocked it from my memory because I hated him in this episode so yeah, much. Yeah, you were
2: like, this is the only episode Whistler's in, and we we're watching part one, uh, and I was like. Mm,
1: Oh, yeah, you know, you made a huge point of, like, he's only in one of them, for sure. So I need to remember <laughs> which one. Is it one or is it two? I'm not quite sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, to me, Whistler is Angel's story. And the fact that he shows up for Buffy, for like, I get that he delivers the vital piece of information about Akakla for her. We could have wedged that in some other way. I feel like we could have gotten that across. Like, Spike, when he showed up, could have been like, Angel needs to be... Killed or whatever the fuck Giles Willow could
1: have like been on a trip and got it. Yeah,
0: um, it seemed really cheesy. The I don't know why Buffy wouldn't immediately question who the fuck this guy is. Why is randomly in Giles' apartment? Like, why he's telling me this information? Um, and we didn't need him. I think he was better in the past as a guide for Angel,
2: and uh, should not have been in the episode. Why do you disagree, or why what do you like about Whistler in the episode? I mean. It's like a full circle moment. Because I know that we just saw him, but in the actual story timeline, it's been a long time since Whistler has been in the picture. Yeah, like two, two at things, least yeah. two years. Yeah, and so I think it's nice to have him come back at this moment. Like, he Whistler is the reason this entire storyline is even happening. Like, he's really kind of like the genesis of it. Because if Whistler hadn't pushed Angel to go... Help Buffy. He never even would have met Buffy. He's, like, in New York eating rats or something. I also, like, he's, like, the mouthpiece for the theme of the show. And I don't think that anyone else could have done it. You know, he sees things more clearly than the characters in the show because he's outside of it. He's not part of the plot. He's just seeing, you know, possible futures or however he explains it. Um, so I like that he was the one who told... Buffy, the thing she needed to hear wouldn't have happened, I don't think. Even though Angel killed Jenny, even though he is torturing Giles, like, Buffy still wasn't ready. You need Whistler to push her. Because Willow's not in a place where she could do that. Giles is gone. Xander's never going to be that person. And, like, you know, Cordelia's like...
1: No, Cordelia's (laughs) not going to
2: be the one. Is Cordelia? (laughs) There isn't anyone. I mean, she could
1: make fun pretty harshly of his leather pants and that could have been enough to really send (laughs) him off to hell they do this sometimes where they just have a character show up and buffy should be very suspicious of who this person is why are they in child's house why is all this stuff going on but no we're just gonna play our riddle games or we're just gonna go through it but i honestly would have liked whistler to interact with angel in some way like Mm. it just seems weird if you're gonna bring him back like have him be like Yo, bro, this sucks. You've changed, whatever the hell he's gotta do.
2: Well, what would Whistler even be able to say to Angel though? Going to talk to Angel wouldn't make sense because he's not gonna be able to change Angel's mind. Who he needs to affect now is Buffy. She's the one who's controlling the story.
1: Is it then over at that point? Because if he's pulling those threads, because what does he do after this? Is this like his like? Whistler basically says
2: the entire reason why I set this up is because I thought Angel was supposed to stop Akathla. I didn't realize he was the reason Akathla was going to be called forth. So now I need you to do it. You're the only person left. That's why he's going to Buffy now is like what I thought was happening is not what happened.
1: Oh, I didn't realize the Akathla thing. I missed that part. Oh yeah. I didn't realize that's why he. He was says doing it, it as
2: like a throwaway line, like.
1: Yeah. Well, I know he mentioned it, which yeah. is kind of weird. Like, how would you even know?
2: If you, hmm. I mean, that makes me feel a
0: little bit better about it. If you tie it just to Akathla, which I mean, he does say all of that. That it was never even about Angel the first place. That it was actually about stopping Akathla, regardless of who would be the one to do it. Like, he always knew the way that, you know, those crazy time loops work and stuff.
2: I think that makes more sense, because he's not interested in Angel. If he wanted Angel to have some sort of greater destiny, he could have come to Angel any time in the last hundred years, or however long Angel had had his soul and been moping around in alleys. But he didn't do that. He went to Angel when he was like, okay, this is what needs to happen, and you're the person that we see as fixing it.
0: Yeah. To me, it just was always about Angel, so it didn't, he didn't, it felt unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that he was the only person that could have done what he needed to do. But I think good
2: points. The big question is, and I wrote down because like, why can't, you know, Angel was struggling. Why can't I wake up Akothla? I did all the things and then finally finds out like his blood is the key. Like, why is he the key? I don't know. Like he might've been the only person who could have stopped Akothla, or the only person who could have called him forth depending. I don't know. You get in that mystical blood shit and can really be whatever you want it to be. It's
0: only metaphor blood. This After Angel blood. becomes capital A, I have my own season or series Angel. Yeah. Things change a little bit. Like, he's the champion of champions. Yeah. He's always been this guy. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But as of right now, no. He's just one of the people in the credits. Okay. Then,
1: That's fair. Yeah.
2: But I mean, yeah, I don't know. So Whistler showing up in this doesn't bother me because I see him as. I mean, I think of him like the um, the fates or whatever that Angel would go talk to in, in his show, like those, mm-hmm. like the Marble people yeah yeah where he would ask for advice and he'd say what do i do and they tell him what to do like i I think of whistler as being kind of like their errand boy like he's like this is what i see i get these visions like doyle or whatever and i'm just doing my little bit like right like that's what doyle could do and then later cordelia is like i just have my small tiny bit of the future and i only know so much so i'm trying to make sure it goes right but that's why like he knows angel is somehow related to a but not how <laughs> yeah and when he realizes like oh this is not the way i thought it was gonna go down he needs to go fix it so he's gonna go find buffy because she's the only one yeah who could do it well that is his lore i think we talked about that last week you he's, yeah he's Mother or father was one of the powers
1: that be in that. Yeah. And I'll I guess going to Giles' is knowing that that Buffy will show, it's almost like a, yeah, an could, easier way you can't to... You can hang
2: out at Buffy's house with Joyce, like, hey, what's up, Joyce? <laughs> tea? Tea
1: Drinking
2: vodka and having a hard time. Yeah, yeah but
1: also <laughs> confronting is probably also something that he was like, I know I can't really do that to Buffy, so Buffy almost needs to come to me. Yeah. And I know what she'll ask, and so I'm going to talk in a- riddles that will get this girl to do this thing. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that we never get more Whistler, because it would be cool to know if there was something beyond Akathla, mm-hmm. or there was something bigger. But so it, it maybe that's a little bit frustrating is that it's like the thread yeah. sort of stops here, the thread is gone, it's over. But then it's like, what does Whistler do? He yeah, it would away.
2: be nice to see him pop up in a later season. Yeah, or like, to
1: be Doyle. I mean, that was we talked about that last yeah. week too. He could have been that. That could have been a much different show and it would i don't have been even really know cool if i it. want
2: him to be like a regular but if he just like popped up at the end of season five like what did i say about what you have left mm. you don't have that anymore <laughs> go kill yourself buffy like i don't know
1: <laughs> no but that would be kind you've of got cool, done now
2: <laughs> you just yeah i would be more
0: okay if he showed up again i think with him being in this episode if he, yeah. if he did show up again the fact that it's just
2: these two and i like the, but i mean if the, you didn't know that he wasn't going to show up again would it bother you? That's,
0: yeah, I think so. Because, like, it's it's a coolness factor for me. I don't know. I think it's cool to go out mysterious and not... it just one sentence too much for me. Like, he stuck around one sentence too long kind of thing. Like, one scene too many. I mean, I we like, don't
2: know anything more about him than we did from the first episode.
0: But, like, we have... Just seeing him... I don't know. Seeing him here in what should be, you know, like, modern day with Buffy. Just, I don't know. It took it from, like, cool, mysterious... We'll never know how that ends. Like we'll never know what happens to that guy too. Oh well, then he showed up that other time, too. I guess. Yeah, I, I like that's the the starting point. Is I'm irritated if he sh- if he did show up again. Like I'm uh, watching for the first time, then I would retroactively not have been mad at this Yeah, moment. that makes okay.
1: sense. I yeah. understand that. Also, like Anya would be a perfect little demon thing. They could hang out. They could talk <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that would be and fun. Anya Whistler, come on, that would actually be pretty great. I think Anya would pretty much hate him, and it would be awesome oh, yeah. because they were just talking riddles to each other. Yes. And what a great scene that they didn't do. This guy's around, right? This guy exists. Max Perlick, yeah. Why didn't we do this, man?
0: Because he was... He's a movie star. Yeah.
2: It would be kind of funny, though, when you have Whistler and Angel... Angel. And Anya making digs at each other. Whistler's like, ugh, common vengeance demon yeah. or yes. whatever. She's only 1,200 <laughs> years old. Yeah. She now.
1: So good. Yeah. It would be so good. But I thought he was here to stop Kafka
0: Not to bring him forth. Then you two made with the smoochies. Now he's a creep again. So another big scene in this uh, episode that isn't Jenny and Giles, which is fucking heartbreaking, but like, how much do we need to say about that? It's painful and wonderful and beautiful, well shot. Music's perfect. Dialogue's perfect. Can't believe it's only two minutes because it's hugely impactful, but uh, is Willow and Xander. Little comatose Willow. I feel like... I I don't see it as a really big scene, but I feel like the show wanted me to feel like it was a really big scene because they had cheesy sweeping soap opera music. Because they had Xander being nice to Willow. Yeah. And I hated it. I hate that music really sucked all of the air out of the room for me.
1: I kind of liked it. I liked it only because it did, it sort of. Because
2: Oz came in. Because it gutted
1: xander well, that, at the same that, time i like that it. moment
2: at the end when she was like oz and then xander is like oh not me but which also, he played it well he yeah point just like, to xander he let it go i just mean was, he did let it go but could he have said anything else in that moment no 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 of course that he not. was like why weren't you calling for me yeah sure
1: i need you will
0: i mean how am i gonna pass trick you know <laughs> and who am i gonna call every night and talk about everything we did all day. You're my best friend. Your voice. I love you. But I mean, like he could. A lesser Xander could. Not I that mean, Xander's he, the best.
2: He's but. a lesser Xander. I don't know. I just I don't like that scene because it's setting you up for what happens. Yeah, like, I know. I guess we and, know too much. I mean, yeah, that's I kind of the moment where xander i think that and when he sees willow in her dress but like like this is like the first nugget of like oh i see willow as a person and not just as this like girl who has a crush on me who's also my friend yeah or this little kid who
1: i've known since i was mm -hmm. a kid and we've just been yeah but he starts to like see her as like a whole person yeah
2: and then is immediately crushed that she's looking for oz instead of him and it's like well why wouldn't she be i'm pretty sure if you were waking up I don't know. I don't think yeah. he'd be like Willow. Is that you? <laughs> See, I didn't take him as
1: crush though. I just saw him as like.
2: I think he was he just, disappointed. Like he was like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm here." And she's like, "Oz," oh, and he's like, "Oh."
1: I think there's like a moment where he wanted to be the one that was like, "I brought her back to life," and then it just. Sort but he of, drops it really quick. He that just it just kind of passed. Yeah, I liked it, and then I, I love the scene after that where he is still concerned for her. I mean, he does absolutely have you know care about her but like i really really loved when he's like you shouldn't be doing this and she's like my resolve face this All is right. my resolve right. face. Yeah. Like i just wanted to cry it was so good it was so good she only had like three scenes but yeah. they were so good
2: yeah there's no use arguing with me do you see my resolve face you've
1: seen it before you know what it means allison hannigan holy shit holy shit now. and even 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 nicholas Brennan Really well done. I also love that Xander didn't tell Buffy that what Willow was doing was a really great call. Yeah. And I enjoyed Xander being there. Like, really great scene. I mean, it's divisive, but, like, it was still a... It was a scene with Willow, and the Giles stuff was really good. I liked when he went there, and he's like, you're fake, you're not real. It's like, why would they send me? me? It's like, okay, cool, this is it. Great little undercutting of Xander, which is what we always really like and then of course he gets to punch people and do all the sanders stuff arm. you know because <laughs> they be still make him somewhat of a like hero for which your is arm weird
0: healing but also a good thing to punch with because it would hurt a lot
1: it's true it's true uh
0: yeah i think him not telling buffy um is supposed to be a shady moment obviously I don't
1: but find i shady. think
0: she needed it i think mm-hmm. if he would have said hey she, she, he might come back just stall he, he could have killed her. Angel could have killed See her. but
1: I think that that's like It's not that he was being shady I think that he understood the stakes He understood that like You know maybe he thought I'm gonna tell her I'm gonna tell her This is the right thing to do And then when you see her It's like I
2: never it. ever read it as Xander is doing what Buffy needs I read it always as Xander is doing what Xander wants Which is I don't trust Angel I've never trusted Angel He's evil He's a vampire And he needs to die And if yes. Buffy knows That there is a chance Angel might come back She will not kill him I guess, and I want him dead. (laughs) I guess
1: I'm on that side. Yeah. So I think when I when he says that, it's yeah. You're totally right. I think that's how he feels for sure. But I found that to be like that. That's what Buffy should think going into that fight. She she should never know that Willow's trying to actually reinsole him because there is a chance. Because I've seen it before. That Buffy is gonna let the movie theater yeah, yeah. you know, like water hit her and then it's like let it go.
0: I think I intentionally had the right outcome for the wrong reasons. I don't know, maybe. I
2: disagree. I think that that's underselling Buffy, because you know what, he does come back and she knows he comes back and he she kills him anyways. If she had known, maybe she could have stalled him and none of this would have happened. Well, that's but, what I'm
0: saying. I think it would have just maybe maybe it would have made her a step too slow, or maybe it would have made her hesitate. Hello, lover.
1: I don't have time for you. Uh,
0: a point to Xander doing it selfishly. We don't find that the only person that knows Xander did that is Xander yeah. until season seven. And it's a throwaway line in Selfless where Buffy uh-huh. says out loud in front of everyone else. Yeah, when like, when you told me, to, um, you gave me Willow's little message, kick his ass. And Willow's like, hey, I never said that. Like, that's the only time we ever find out. Wow. So Xander knew what he did was shitty. Knew that... Buffy would not have wanted to be lied to in that moment and held on to it forever.
1: (laughs) I don't think Mm -hmm. it's a hold on as much as like, I'm, like, he probably didn't even think twice about it. He does this kind I of mean, shit probably all the time. Well, Buffy
2: had to know, right? She had to know after it happened that Xander lied to her. Because why would Willow say, kick his ass, and then immediately try to insult him Ooh, again? I guess that's a good point. That's a good she point. She knows that someone lied to her, that this was a whole plot that was happening. Because, you know, it's not just like Angel accidentally caught his soul again as he's like fighting Buffy or whatever. What's that? Like, <laughs> right? Like this was like a noted effort and yeah. so...
1: But I don't think she'd be mad at Xander for whole... Like I just don't think that she's like you're an asshole for not telling me. I think that she can intellectualize why he wouldn't do it.
2: I mean the whole theme of being a slayer is you're alone you're alone and the whole reason why Buffy is different and stronger and lasts longer than any other slayer is because she's not alone right. except there are these things constantly saying that she is you know like show keeps trying to make her be alone again even when she's like I have nothing left to lose and Whistler's like that's not true you still have yourself he's not he's still discounting everyone around her like that's fine even if you don't have them you still have yourself and I think you know like little moments like with Xander when he doesn't tell her what's going on it just further alienates her like she's the one who has to control all of this but she's not always in control I don't think that you would step back and rationally be like well I see why Xander would
1: yeah, but I also don't think you would put a lot of stock in Xander after everything. I mean, especially something like the pack. It's like we know. She knows that he's a liar and that he holds on to this stuff and that he's playing a very particular sort of game. Even like this was the episode, right, where they they uh, they yeah they hug for the cop thing. And then like right, yeah. obviously that was just a Xander moment. And, and then she's like, oh, trying to cop a feel or whatever. Like. There is a low-bar opinion of Xander, and I think it's rightfully deserved. That's why I don't, think, I don't think she would even care. I think she's just like, he's definitely lying to me pretty much at all times. What the fuck, dog? She's upset
0: about the blanket situation. You <laughs> you
1: her- That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Do what,
1: Buffy? What is happening? Just have another drink. Don't you talk to me that way. You don't get to just dump something like this on me and pretend it's nothing. I'm sorry, Mom, but I don't have time for this. No, I am tired of I don't have time, or, or you wouldn't understand.
0: I am your mother, and you will make time to explain yourself. I told you. I'm a vampire slayer. Well, I just don't accept that. Speaking of fights with Joyce, because we were talking about-, mm-hmm. yeah. about... that for a second. Uh, yeah, so. Joyce is the worst.
1: Joyce is the fucking worst.
0: Spoiler. I gave Joyce
2: a three.
1: And oh, station. I got a
2: fight
0: about it. So. Big fight.
2: I don't even know how she could get a one, honestly.
1: Uh, Joyce was reprehensible in this episode and deserves a zero. Joyce is the worst mom. Thank ever you. Period. End of story. Thank you, Kelly. New Daniel, defend was be yourself. On my side. It was hard to watch. I really, I no the thing I hate about Joyce and the thing that makes her the worst parent is that she pretends to care, like she pretends to be interested in Buffy's life. And then when she gets news of like what's really happening, she tries to assert herself. She tries to act like she's been there Mm -hmm. and that she's ever cared. Open your eyes,
0: mom. What do you think has been going on for the past two years? The fights, the weird
1: occurrences. How many times have you washed blood out of my clothing and you still haven't figured it out? Well, it stops now. No, it doesn't stop. It never stops. Do, Do you think I chose to be like this? Do you have any idea how lonely it is? How dangerous?
2: I would love to be upstairs watching TV or gossiping about boys or, God, even studying. But I have to save the world. Again.
1: Because you are a bad parent. You just never took any interest in what I did until it's now suddenly affecting you. <laughs> no, this is insane. Buffy, you need help. I'm not crazy.
0: What I need is for you to chill. I have to go. No, I am not letting you out of this house. You can't stop me. Oh, yes, I <laughs> walk out of this house, don't even think about
1: coming back. And that was everything at the end when when and Buffy did a great job of just like yeah. calmly being like, you live a life where you don't actually engage with what's actually happening here. What do you think Ted is? What do you think all this stuff is bad? Yeah. Don't don't. You just get out of my fucking face.
2: Yeah. I mean, absolutely, I think you really nailed it. Like Joyce has been in denial for a long time. Buffy said, how many times have you washed blood out of my clothes and never figured this out? Mm. Like, she just watched her kill a vampire in person. She'd seen vampires in school hard, right? Like, she's already met Spike. She dated a fucking robot uh, who drugged her for weeks or months. I don't know how long it was. Putting Buffy in danger. The (coughs) sheer amount of denial that she's in and then to immediately... It would be one thing for Buffy to come home night one when she meets her first watcher, right? Like we see in the flashback with Angel and be like, "Mom, I'm a vampire slayer." And then for your mom to be like, "No, what are you even talking about?" But you Buffy burned down a school gym. <laughs> like you she must think Buffy is this like truly horrible like
1: "You thought out I was guilty? Control. Jeez, feeling the love in this room." Yeah,
2: out of control person. And then you have this like I don't know if it's rational explanation for all the choices Buffy's making, Mm -hmm. right? And you see Buffy in the way she reacts in school hard, how she took care of everything. Like, you see that she can handle herself in these situations. You see how she handles that vampire. You see Spike, (laughs) who you know was a bad guy. Who do you think
1: Spike is? Yeah.
2: And then to just immediately shut down on Buffy and be like, no, that's the end of it. I don't know. I... It makes me lose respect for Joyce. Yes,
1: me too. I think you gave her a three based on, like, the end where she looked a little sad looking at a letter. (laughs) It's like, there were, and obviously when Buffy walked out the door and was like, if you leave, you're never coming back here. And then we immediately go to Joyce's face and we get a soft, oh, what did I do? And that's what Joyce, like, pedals in. Oh, I've made a huge mistake. I'm going to go watch TV (laughs) and fucking, like, forget about everything. Like, I'm going to drink my drink. Get but, I mean, I
2: feel like you really nailed it with, like, she likes to pretend that she's there when she's not. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, another late night at the gallery, washing blood out of your clothes, but I'm not going to ask you if you're okay. Like, mm-hmm. compartmentalizing and, you know, denying all of these, like, really true aspects of Buffy's life that she actually sees. And then the moment that Buffy actually, you know, says... Like, this is who I am. She, one, doesn't stop to try to understand anything that Buffy's dealing with. But then, two, immediately tries to control her. Like, no, have you tried not being the Slayer? As if that is even an option. Well, I
1: saw that as, like, are you sure you're gay? <laughs> no, have you tried yeah, not right. being gay? I mean, that's, that's absolutely what's... Up. It's, it's
0: yeah. a very easy allegory for somebody to get yeah, out totally. And I think maybe that's why I gave her some leniency.
1: Um, oh, because she just doesn't understand. So she's, like, basically... And yeah, your head sort of like imploding kind of
0: like. Yeah, I saw it immediately as that. And mm. I have a lot, like, that was not my coming out story. But I know that it's a lot of people's where it's immediately denial. Just like, I don't think this is, you haven't thought about this. This is a phase. Like, so I think that that is within the parameters of a normal, quote unquote, parent reaction to getting surprising yes. news. However, you, you've made great points as far as. Joyce takes for granted Buffy can take care of herself and has been for a very long time mm-hmm. and then suddenly chooses or decides she needs parenting. That Now she needs somebody to run her life. I also no. think
1: she just doesn't know her daughter and she shows zero but interest. She's
2: just been so absent. Until she
1: needs... Exactly. And then when this thing happened, she's like, you're going to stop being gay and I'm going to be your best friend and we're going to be... You know, I'm gonna get to know everything about you, and but you know, you know, wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, like, you, you wouldn't know be a anything. slayer
0: if I was around more. So we're, everything's gonna change now. I'm gonna, we're I'm, gonna do this I'm together. Gonna be around. It's gonna be fine.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly what somebody like Joyce would say. Right. And that's always a lie. It's always bullshit. And Buffy's smart enough to know that because she doesn't play that game. But that's what Joyce has always done.
0: And I don't know, know that you can hold the show responsible for a continuity thing because it's terrible at that. It doesn't really mm-hmm. care about it. Yeah. But. In Normal Again, we do find out that the first time Buffy stayed to Vampire, the first time she met her original watcher, she did tell Joyce. Yeah. And they put her in a sane asylum for it um, mm-hmm. because she couldn't ta- handle it. So, again, you got to take her the grain of salt because I think Joyce would have reacted. You would hope Joyce would have reacted a little bit differently in this scene if, if that, it, that, it that really happened. But
1: she was also yelling in the episode earlier this season, or killed by death, She's like, I gotta fight the vampires, oh, I, yeah, gotta- yeah, yeah. I, him, I gotta... Guys, tell them! The vampires! and need to you can kill the vampires! Guys, this'll help uh. you relax. No! No!
0: See, it's gotta be the
2: fever.
1: Yeah, it made her delusional. They're out there! This, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to those uh, vampires later. <laughs> it's best to, to play along. Honey, listen. I wanna go home. It's gonna be okay. Like. If that scene had oh, yeah, happened, and then we, we have sick? this happening, wouldn't that be like, oh... Well, and also, a non-life. lot of context. Well, I'm fighting a vampire in school hard. I mean, that alone, that situation alone is nuts. You just, like, hit a man with an axe and shit. Like, it's what sticky. do you think this is? This is not a real, normal... Get the hell away from my daughter. Like, in, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... What a, And then they show up, and it was like a cute scene. I really loved it. They're just like silently sitting there. Oh, Spike and and Joyce.
0: They just get better with time. They They get better with time. And Joyce
1: gets better with time. I mean, admittedly, this this might be the lowest point of Joyce, admittedly, because there's not a lot of redemption here. And she's going to get a lot of goodwill with band candy and all this fun stuff. And obviously, the body is such a transformative episode. But I think it's more motherhood that gets that transformation. It's not Joyce. Joyce was never a good mom. But it doesn't matter because it's the no. idea of motherhood, and th- they happy might be trying Mother's to
0: Day, everybody. Happy related <laughs> Mother's
1: Day, exactly. And they might be trying to cash in on that a lot with Joyce. But it never pays off until the body, because I don't think I don't think anyone in their right mind is like Joyce is a good mom. Like if you think no. that, then you are a detached I person do. who doesn't. I do it.
0: think Joyce is a great mom to other people who are not Buffy Well, That's fair. That's no. fair. <laughs> great,
1: <laughs> great to Willow. <laughs> great to Xander. Great to Dawn. I mean, the widening happens because. Of choice. It
0: could be true. <laughs> She's
1: like, here's all the snacks. <laughs> Buffy gets none. What
0: have we met? Uh, you
1: hit me with an ax one time. Remember, uh, get the hell
0: away from my daughter.
1: Oh. So do you uh, live here in town?
0: Spike and Joyce is great, obviously. Uh, I forgot to ask you up top the really important question. What do you think the name of Spike and Buffy's pretend rock band is? Where Spike sings and Buffy plays a triangle.
1: I I couldn't even...
0: I mean, the easy one is like a Josie and the Pussycats, Buffy and the Slayer Rats kind of thing.
1: I mean, Slayer Rats, not the Scooby Gang, is definitely... Did you not have... A, do you have an idea?
0: No, this was a question posed to you. I don't what? believe I need to answer my own question. I idea. think you do. <laughs> I don't believe I do. <laughs> You have more time to think about this. <laughs> do. I gave you my crap answer.
1: Definitely should have answered. That does ask, not, yeah. ask us this before we started.
0: But see, I'd like to think that it's something... It would be something silly that Buffy likes. I, f- I would like to hope in this band, Buffy who plays the triangle, has all the control over the band and Spike doesn't get anything to mm, say in the direction, sure. like the art direction of the band at all. So it wouldn't be anything that Spike would want. It would be something that Buffy would want. And you know what's sad when I started thinking about this? is like, what does Buffy like?
1: That, that's a good question. I was about to ask, <laughs> what does Buffy like? Because we don't really examine that stuff. We
0: do like a stereotypical mm-hmm. thing where she's, you know,
2: she likes... Uh, ice skating. She does like ice skating. Oh, ice skating. Um, <laughs> that too. I guess we could... She, she likes did, dancing.
1: Yeah,
0: she likes to dance. She did the cheerleading thing for a little bit. so yeah, she, that's true. She likes cheerleading.
1: Ooh, we're really she getting down fashion. to puppy. Oh, does she, she okay? Likes boys. She likes sad pants. But I
0: do want to work. Sad pants. I do want to work Sad Pants is a great name for her. Uh, okay, Depression Overalls, I mean. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> <That's really laughs> depression depression overalls might
1: be a little too on the nose. Sad <laughs> pants is maybe better.
0: I would like to have a, a slayer pun worked in there somewhere, but yeah. I don't know if she would do that. Let yeah.
1: us know. If if you got ideas, tweet oh, no. at us at great... Beat Me Pod.
0: Thank you. Please. Or Facebook. Anywhere. Let Anywhere. us know what do you think that their band name would be? Because I really don't know. Because I just kept thinking of Ghost in the Robot because that's his actual band's
1: name. That mm. doesn't count. Buffy in the Robot? I mean, that would be Buffy with Buffy the Bot. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, Buffybot on drums, Buffy on triangle, <laughs> and Spike on vocals. He would play guitar too. He would have to play guitar. Yeah. But Xander also knows a lot of music too, as we learned oh, that's from right. the pack. Oh my so, God, what is the name uh, of the band? Wretched oh, Refuse. <laughs> Maybe we can actually... get Wretched Refuse <laughs> to like, Oh, open, man, Oz, they can Oz open. Oz plays guitar, Oz plays guitar, shit. Jeez. Jeez. We're just discounting Oz. Man, all right. So much good music. Really coming together. Is, it is. Um, super group, that's the I mean, definition of a super group. Right
0: it here. is, I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last little thing about Joyce, just because I thought about it while you were talking, uh, the drinking thing. The way mm. Buffy says, have another drink,
2: mm.
0: that is not something that somebody's watching their mom have a drink for the first time says. No. So that makes it even
1: darker. <laughs> do, we do we explore that because yeah. I, I wouldn't if you were to ask me I would never I would never say that Joyce was I think an that would alcoholic. Be fun, you know?
2: to have Joyce be an alcoholic? I it, think would it would actually make sense. more sense. Right? It would make yeah. a
1: ton more sense. Wife this makes her incredibly detached, and
2: uh-huh. she's got a shitty life. Like, I mean. Joyce's life did not turn out the way she thought it was Going to be and you hear like this like She laments that herself She hears this like wistful sadness about her when she's talking about Like Buffy going to homecoming or whatever She's like you never you think your whole life gonna last forever when you're 16 and like look at me i've got this like shit kid with a shit house and shit down this tiny out art gallery that i just like <laughs> <laughs>
1: chill art gallery in guy. my office
2: and drink after hours because i don't want to come home and deal with you <laughs> and one time i tried
1: to date a robot and now i'm just gonna drink in my office yeah it
2: made me feel better in a
0: sad way about joyce that like she's just a shitty alcoholic That's not like she's a good person that excuses her behavior but it mm-hmm. does give it a depth that the show would never ever well I think her. that
1: when she goes on about the sadness of the life I think that that is the one thing that gives her a little bit of depth I think I don't know a drinking thing that it, not only is it kind of like oh of course it would be but I don't know it makes it even more sad that it's not a drinking thing
0: yeah you know like, and I think it, introducing
1: that. the drinking thing was very strange especially because they're not going to follow up on it but it does make it sound like Joyce be having drinks
0: all the time. Yeah, she broke that glass.
1: And maybe they thought yeah. that would be where they go. I don't know what they why why they introduced that. Unless she was just it was there. I don't know.
0: Um, great segue in that conversation when that she's talking about oh he thought I was guilty. Gee, that laws mm-hmm. of faith. I'm a Slayer, not a postal worker. Right. So we grown up.
1: <laughs> what is this going to be about? No,
0: no. I mean live. the obvious thing, right? As, since we've been alive. The colloquial going postal has meant somebody who commits mass shootings. Now, the fact that that happens at an incredibly upsetting rate in America and the phrase doesn't really stick so much anymore because it just happens all the time uh, with lots of people that don't work at the post office. But for a small time, that like that was the go to phrase of a, a mass murder somebody acting in a rage. Um, and doing something. Violent. Well, one of the most
1: infamous video games is the Postal Postal mm-hmm. Two. You know, it's you're going around just mutilating people.
0: Right, which actually is that not a postal. You don't play a postal. Right, but I mean, in the, that uh, game. Postal, but the post you know? the USPS did go after them and tried to sue them. Oh wow! Um, and they lost the, the yeah. case because, like, no, we just called that like nobody's wearing a postal outfit. Like that's right. not a thing. You're just a terrible person. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but the phrase so it comes from the fact that between 1986. And even as recently as 2017, there's been a, an average of two incidents where postal workers, former employees, uh, or like people associated with the postal office have killed uh, themselves often, and uh, somebody else before they kill themselves per year. Yeah, sorry, okay. did I ever not say that? part? You two, it's uh, an average two per, of two year. per year. In the tw- in 20 incidences from 1970 to 1997, more than 40 people were killed. More than 40 people were killed. And at least 20 instances of workplace rage. So, yeah, on an average, 12 people killed per year. Two per year, two incidences. So that's pretty intense. One of the the biggest ones was in Edmond, Oklahoma in 1986. And I guess that's what kind of spurred the whole thing because it was 14 people were shot. Mm. uh, 14 employees at the post office were shot by Patrick Sherrill, um, who then killed himself. So, yeah. But it's usually the same kind of thing. Somebody's either fired or they just, like, have gotten corrective action against them. They, for one reason or another, are, have become a disgruntled employee and gone back to, usually kill their manager, uh, the postmaster, or another employee who had the unfortunate w- w- working yeah. that day, like, being there, yeah. So, it became a thing that people said because of Clueless, weirdly oh. enough. So, that was, like, the first pop culture time it had been issued. I, there was a... St. Petersburg newspaper that in 1993 that is cited as the actual first mention oh, of postal. it. Yeah, the, from the St. Petersburg Times, December 17th issue. The symposium was sponsored by the U.S. Postal Service, which has seen so many outbursts that in some circles, excessive stress is known as going postal. 35 people have been killed in 11 post office shootings since 1983. The USPS does not approve of the term going postal uh-huh. and it made attempts uh-huh. to stop people from using it or saying it. Some postal workers, however, feel that it's earned its place. (laughs) But uh, Clueless, which came out in 1995, so not far after that, even the actors were like, I don't know what this means. Like, what's going postal? Um, But not until then was it in the public, um, like,
1: zeitgeist? Zeitgeist, yeah. Yeah. I definitely had heard of it. I never even thought twice about it. I I mean, because that's not something you, you know, growing up in America like we do now, like the idea of a workplace shooting going in and shooting your colleagues That happens not at the post office. Like, that happens everywhere. We get
0: shot all the time. Right, but I...
1: But if someone were to say you're going postal, I would uh, you wouldn't instantly understand. You know what that's, it means? Yeah. that's weird. Yeah, I didn't realize it, there was actually even a link to. I didn't realize.
0: And I had heard it in other pop culture things, and it has been like it's a colloquial term that mm-hmm. people say in America for sure. And it always like been one of those things that I put in the back of my mind. Like one day I'm going to look that up because that has to be from a thing. And I did know loosely that people had been shot at, at like post office yeah before, but I figured it was one big incident, and that was enough to like you know. I mean, even. If we're gonna be macabre about stuff, like pulling a columbine is a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, when I'd heard about this before in my life, I'd heard other people say, like, why postal workers, right? Why would they, of all people, be more inclined to uh, go back and commit to workplace violence? And somebody mentioned that it's like, oh, you know what? I think this is a fucking Seinfeld joke. That's what it is, because Newman's a postman. That's, That's right. right. It's because the letters, they never stop. They never stop. That's what it is. Cool. I'm glad we could have this moment <laughs> together.
1: I was wondering if you were gonna make a joke and if it was gonna be good, and it wasn't. It wasn't.
0: It was didn't so pay fun. off. It's not actually that many postal workers, as in like per- percentage of all workers. Mm-hmm. It's really far down. The retail is actually the most yeah. <laughs> likely of people to kill other people in their workplace. I was like, that oh, makes that's sense. fun. That's
1: oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so postal stuff. Um, well, what did what did we learn in this our last? More learning quarter for the season. Possibly ever. Spoiler. I mean, we talked about that before. As the show goes on, it's less a little, like,
2: over-the-head lesson of the week. Oh, I thought then. you meant, like,
1: this is the last episode of this podcast.
2: Oh, no. That's a little more on. Okay. I learned, um, that people are like Happy Meals. No. That's
1: good. Just blood sacks walking around. Free meals. I learned that.
0: I mean, this is the very obvious lesson of the episode. Even when it feels like you have nothing left, like everything and everyone has been stripped away, you still have yourself, and you are worth fighting for.
2: Okay, what about this? In your times of darkest struggle, turn to your enemies. They're always there for you. Do another Beatles.
1: Oh yes, in times of trouble, I don't know any Beatles Come to me,
0: speaking words Words of of wisdom. Let it be. be. I guess it's. It John
1: Le- Le- That's the Beatles. Wow, was a drum legend.
0: <laughs>
1: this is no. Kanye did not to know to let it be.
0: Okay, for the last time ever, let's yell some stuff.
1: It's not the last time ever. It might be the last time ever for the morals, <laughs> unless we are ending the podcast now. Don't say ever.
2: Stacia. Uh, I'm in love with Buffy's beginning I'm a criminal outfit with her black beanie And her black clothes as she wears to the hospital That says Mm -hmm. I definitely murdered someone Please arrest me And also I love the comeback of the depression Overalls that we see her Sadly moping in front of the tree Staring at her friends at the school so good. John Raffio style. Yeah. Don't be
0: suspicious. That's Don't what I started be singing. Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be
1: suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, like, you, like, what are you doing? Mentally taking a photo of your friends? Like, you should have mental photos. You should have physical photos. Just
2: the way that she walks off and she's just like...
1: Well, I said, uh, truancy officers are going to be on your case, so you should probably, like, get going if you're going to do something.
2: Well, it's yeah. just so obvious, because she's just standing there in broad daylight with, like, a giant sack of clothes, and her friends are standing there looking around, like, Buffy will be here soon, right? Yeah. And
1: she's just like... Dude, we have school. In the background. Cool.
2: <laughs> Not great. No. Stupid little
0: troll Snyder.
1: Man. Oh, what, yeah. What a... What a what a stupid little fucking troll. <laughs> No, he was, he, he was ridiculous, like, with the cops. I mean, that's a whole thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. The cops were so dumb. He that's my Buffy. yelling. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Yeah, he does that. He expels Buffy. And
0: His whips
1: were, I mean, modest at best. They weren't mean. great. He was just mean. He no,
0: wasn't funny or quippy. No,
1: funny. no. But I'm excited that he's going to get to live for another season. I'm glad he comes back. And I'm glad because uh, I know the way he goes out. And I'm into it because he's kind of an asshole.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we're supposed to aim him. But yeah, the mayor. The mayor's gonna be a thing, and then the mayor's gonna eat Snyder.
1: Very fun okay. foreshadowing. The only foreshadow that I know from season three.
0: I know who's president. It's Bill Clinton.
1: Oh, good good job. Good job.
0: What? Buffy or Buffy. I know well who it was the like Oh I'm yeah. okay, I know who the president is. Well, I was like, Who is the president? Oh yeah, it's Bill Clinton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I need the podcast world to know that I know who the president is. <laughs>
0: That's right. I lost a friend tonight.
1: I wasn't and in, I, in they that And I may lose party.
0: more. The whole earth may be sucked into hell and you want my help because your girlfriend's a big hoe?
1: I wasn't expecting the word hoe coming out of Buffy's mouth, but I loved it. And <laughs> it was so much fun. I mean, what a great scene with Spike and, and Buffy and... Wonderful. I mean, Spike punched a cop. Buffy punched a cop. They have so much in common.
0: I mean, we really didn't talk about Buffy and Spike enough. We because it's We definitely did not. So because we didn't talk about them at all uh it, it, this is the first time this is like what the dynamic of their relationship will be from here on out
1: well you hold on a second hey white flagger quit.
0: let me clear this up for you we're mortal enemies we don't get timeouts
1: you want to go around pet i'll have a gay old time of it you want to stop angel we're going to have to play this a bit differently.
0: Where it's tumultuous, they don't like each other, they fight each other, but then that turns into the sexy times. Like, they have a, a rapport. They There's have a house that head. needs to be fucked down. Oh, and, God.
1: and, no, it was so wonderful, because they're just, the banter, they're quick, and it's lovely. I think I really liked
0: Spike, bit. like, smirking and saying, I want to save the world, is like, that's him. That's him as a yeah. character. Just mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of a piece of shit, but also... I'm a hero well and his whole thing right he
1: gets a soul because he gets a soul yeah, he's not the champion he... not
2: angel not angel he
1: Spike's the champion yeah. yeah
2: well I like that scene where like he comes to her and he's like you know I want to save the world and he's laughing and then she's like I hate you and he says I'm all you've got and he loves that he was just mm-hmm. like yeah fucking deal with it yeah. it's
1: fucking
0: <laughs> hate me all you want I'm still getting
1: and then you. I love it. it's like I'm just gonna eat this guy really quick, <laughs> 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 quick. yeah oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, Spike and
2: Buffy. The end of uh, Angel's insults of spiking in a wheelchair was sit and spin. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes, it was. Oh, God, Spike in a wheelchair. I mean, it literally lasted all season. I That was something I was not expecting. My God, they really made it to the end. That Did you intense.
0: ever have a sit and spin? Does anyone remember sit and spin? I don't know what that is. So, if I'm thinking it's the right thing, it's this literal plastic thing for children. Uh, imagine you're just like a lazy Susan just like a Mm -hmm. thing that spins but in the middle of it is like a thing you can grab on and you just spin yourself in a circle
1: I mean I know what you're talking about but I didn't realize it was called a sit and spin Mm -hmm.
2: I like that apparently someone was sitting in their kitchen looking and they were like what if we made a bigger lazy Susan (laughs) this was
0: larger we could put a toddler on it
1: yes can we talk about that last song
0: Sarah McLachlan you want to talk about Sarah McLachlan
1: I don't really want to talk about it. I know you guys, you you love Sarah McLaughlin.
0: I do love Sarah McLaughlin. The lyrics, conditions.
1: lyrical content was on point. Everything mm, really worked really well. Mm-hmm. The moment it started though, I did laugh out loud. <laughs> I couldn't believe that they were doing it.
2: The winter is <laughs> cold and bitter. It's us to the we have
1: Um, it's always cheesy. It's always hard when you, like, don't use pop culture in... You talk about it a lot, but you don't use the songs in the show. But you do it in, like, finales. It's such a thing to do it as, like, the final song. I mean, TV shows oh, do that is all the time.
0: one but. of two Sarah McLaughlin finales that we will do. Season 6 yeah. also closes with the yeah. Sarah
1: McLaughlin song. So. <coughs> so, well done on the lyrical content. The song itself was, was really... Good. It all worked, but yeah. I feel like this
0: is also a big get for them. Until they get a little more probably. popular, they don't really have big bands. Um, no, I they're mean, just it's, doing local bands. Yeah, like local LA bands. On. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder who on the staff is like, we're going to. We can Arbolethan. do this. I want Sarah Yeah, and we're going to do
1: it. Um, I wonder how much that cost.
0: Probably, probably a little bit. I don't know what Al, uh, record label she's on, but.
1: Yeah. But if you did, you would you would be able to, price it be yes. able to <laughs> assess
0: more <laughs> accurately. Oh, 90s bus. No headphones. You got a disman. We had dismans. I mean, the Walkman's been around since the 80s. Buffy is on the sad bus to Oakland. To Folkland, sorry. Mm-hmm. In her depression overalls with nothing to do. Doesn't look like she brought a book. She didn't bring anything to listen no to. Sudoku. And you know there's not a fucking TV on that bus. Because that was a low-budget bus situation. Mm-hmm. So, that's sad for me. More set for Buffy.
1: Why don't we give Spike a sword? Why doesn't oh, he just yeah. cut Angel's head off? I know Angel's the main character, but it's always so problematic to me that, like, we always talk, like, we have these elaborate plans, but in the end, all you have is a cane. You're just going to cane the guy. No, take a fucking Spike. And kill the guy. No, stake. I said that too. A stake, sorry.
2: Because yeah, he stands up and whacks Angel over the head, and I'm like, if you just staked him right then, Staked him right then, it's done. Then it's done. Yep. And then and then I thought this was so ridiculous because Angel was like or Angel Spike was like I want to save the world right I like my happy meals on legs I like the cushy yeah. life that this world provides like let me just get Drew don't kill us I will leave and you will never see me again I hope dear God and then in this moment in, Angel and Buffy are in a fight to the death a is is coming Spike looks at them and says, oh, God, he's going to kill her and then leaves. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that ready. is your moment to step in and kill Angel because, oh, my God. Your moment to
1: kill Angel was literally to stand up and just stake him. And I then mean, it's yeah, off. but
2: that's the moment that you're like, okay, I have to, Drew's in a corner. She's fine. I have to go help Buffy because if Buffy dies, the world is ending and I don't get any of the shit that I wanted.
1: Yeah, I think that's where it always falls apart. It makes no sense.
2: I mean, obviously he doesn't care whether Buffy dies. Like, that makes sense. But still, it's like, but if she dies, then there's no one who's going to kill Angel, which means you die. Right. Although, is there another plot hole here wherein only Angel's blood will stop it, but the portal is going to open and essentially just suck in the closest things to it and keep going and we'll suck in Angel first because he's the closest thing and then the portal Uh, closes? Oh, shit. Or does that not count? Holy shit. (laughs) No.
1: Holy yeah, shit. It does no. count. How does it no, not count? No, because it was
0: super delayed because he grabbed the sword to pull out to fight Buffy with. So that whole time, they're just noodling around and a cobble is opening. So he would have had time to leave
1: angel
2: yeah but he didn't
1: but eventually so, but eventually it would get angel yeah regardless so of how I'm it's and then, oh, yeah, so yeah, when yeah and it yeah.
2: close and then that would be the end of it
1: that would be the end of it yeah i mean but Angel. even count? if angel so got in a car and like yeah. burst off
2: yeah i mean would he would might to, get a like, hundred space exactly
1: he might get a hundred miles away or whatever but eventually it'll cut off
0: i mean Giles did mentioned that he had to have like blood he had to be injured so, I
2: mean, so all
0: Dude, cut his hand.
1: Yeah, yeah, motherfucker is injured. For <laughs> also, I'm sorry. Like, what happens when you get uh, swallowed by a copla? Does it not rip your insides but up and grab the blood? I
0: definitely did not think that far because Angel's is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Angel's dying regardless. Which
1: <laughs> you're right. You could have just, like, severely maimed him and got out of or there. Or even Spike yeah.
0: just, like, pushed his ass into the thing. That yeah. is what I
1: mean. Yeah.
0: Although we were talking earlier, why didn't they just push over a copla? I feel I mean, like if he would have broken Akathla, it would have been Just fine. a good
1: push. A good push. Well, Why didn't we ask Giles? Why didn't Xander be like, hey, yo, can we just push over Koffla? Is that a thing look, we can just, do? Oh can God, we do that? Just
2: push it over. And then, so now, can Akopla never never be awoken? Because... Right, because Akathla, you had to pull a sword, sword out of the stone. And now the sword's gone. King Arthur style, but now the sword isn't there because apparently Akathla just sucked it up with Angel. You so gotta because it was in
0: his one hand that wasn't weirdly outstretched forever because they couldn't move <laughs> him around Incredible,
1: the Incredible. <laughs> but then, yeah, like, does it now just become a stone that then you could push over? Like, maybe if you pushed over a Akathla, it wouldn't break, but it certainly would be on the ground, and then, like, no one <laughs> <laughs> No that one would fuck. Well, I don't know. You're like walking around, like, "Where's a copla?" You're not looking on the ground, and a copla's just, just staring over off, a off. Giant
2: and boulder. And you're like, hmm, "That's weird." Get that's up and weird. Away. Yeah, it's well, kind of no, a cool
1: shaped boulder, but I can't see red. a copla's stupid face, uh, so I don't really know. But does it just become a regular stone? Like, can I like can I, I put mean, this in a quarry and they're yeah, gonna quarry it? Like, quarry
2: it? yeah. So they did totally put a copla in a stone tomb and then buried him in stone. Right, but. Couldn't you have just chiseled him into pieces?
0: Yeah, I think so. That's the same idea of pushing him in my head
2: when you push him yeah, over and he, he would explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, like yeah, like the judge idea. So then you must find a oh, pieces, assemble him, <laughs> and then pull the so sword so much
0: out. like painstakingly put together this sculpture.
2: <laughs> like one little, the little rocks.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite. I want to watch that entire series. <laughs> that would be the
2: worst jigsaw puzzle ever. You're like, is this a rock or is this part of a Cothless? <laughs> you ever try to do a 3D puzzle?
0: They're the worst. They are the worst. Oh, man. The piece has never What worked. a better show! Oh
1: man. Anyways, I think we pretty much <laughs> cut a <all> hole <over> through this goddamn show. <laughs> I think for all the finales, like you mentioned before, this while it's a two-parter and it's a great two hours, yeah. There's something. There's something that the rest of the show. There's a lot of gravity in these finales, yeah. and, and in a way, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of fun, and maybe the rest of them will kind of do this too. There'll be a lot of weird plot holes and really convenient, like uh, you know. Takes that they sort of weave their way through, especially with the mayor being a snake. And I just did a snake uh, for everybody out there. You can't see my hands, but I'm doing a snake thing. So maybe we (laughs) watch graduation day, and we're like, "Oh, this is kind of ridiculous." Well, well, I know, I I know it's good, and and probably better than this. But is is there? Maybe there is. Well, actually, because there's a lot in this one.
0: Stay tuned, listener, because at some point in the next coming weeks, we're definitely going to do a season recap, just like we did for season one. Um, so make sure you subscribe. If you haven't somehow subscribed on a podcast app of some kind, you should probably do that now. Um, and,
1: and well, do it now gone... for sure, because we're going to be gone until next September. So <laughs> well, just the way, <laughs> just what you do, subscribe or, to a no, podcast gonna, and we'll be gone. We're for... having
0: another episode after this. Yeah, so exactly. like, We might even have another one. Who, who knows? We'll get up to something. Maybe our robots will recap the summer like they did last year. There's you don't know. There's
1: no way that's going to happen.
0: You Unless you subscribe, you'll never know. And since you're already on your phone or your computer, you might as well go to Twitter or Tumblr or, or Facebook. We're at Beat Me Pod everywhere. Go there. And if you're into this, you can go to Spotify and find our playlist, Funtime Hyphen. Oh, Beat Me. What is it? Beat Me Hyphen Funtime Playlist for Podcast Fans Season 2. See, now everybody's waited with bated breath for us to rank the last episode of the season. Are you
1: ready? To I like that nobody center? listening to this was, like, doubting that they were waiting for this. And you're like, see? See,
0: listener? Well, I feel like some people might have even just like, okay, well, they went through the thing and it's over
1: now. And they're like, I know this format because they're, way better yeah, than they do. Yeah, they're saying
0: the things. Oh, they guess they just forgot to rank the last episode of the season. Sounds like them. They're shambles. And they would be right. They would be right.
1: They don't know that.
0: But they're going to be wrong.
1: We edit so well, they don't know.
0: I would that. say that we're as consistent as the show itself. All right. Let's rank this sucker willow hacks we talked about the net i want to say i'm sorry before i should have prefaced this i was bullied i was badgered i was berated into making these rankings i have a system as flawed as it might be for what i do and somebody was in my face the whole time every step of the way telling me why i should rank this episode higher because somebody has their own agenda so. Somebody would have ranked this <laughs> below <laughs>
2: school hard if left to her own devices. And then
0: it's Ev- my mistake to make.
1: <laughs> Everyone ruined themselves on school hard, so we can just... It's true.
0: We all fucked that up. <laughs> we're, all fucked we're just so excited up. to see Spike. Willow actually talk about the net. It gave it a nine, even though there's not a fucking computer in here. Again, courtesy <laughs> of Stacia. But you can't fault her reasoning. Willow had to use a computer... To restore Angel's soul. Oh no no that wasn't even it. It wasn't it because that was what? last episode. Sorry. Willow was hooked up to a computer because she's in a hospital while she was restoring yes. Angel's I'm soul. Sorry.
1: This was you. Willow has You're the one who got this to be nine. What would your friend do without?
0: I mean five because there's it's not a, a fucking, fucking good fiber, <laughs> it's
1: amazing. How can we just say our connection to the internet today? It would be a nine of everyone. We have yeah. our phones. We've got. Yeah. We're literally connected always yep. to computers. Yep. Amazing.
0: Yep. Willow, Amazing. Willow. Amazing. Yeah. Joyce, I gave a three for reasons we've discussed. Yes. That's my empathy three. Fart Empa sound. Three. Oh,
1: God. I would have given Willow a 10 <laughs> and Matt a two, uh, one, and I would have done something else for something else. Yeah,
2: well, I would have given I Joyce give it a, a zero, zero. Yeah. and put it below school hard. I don't give a fuck. Joyce was the worst.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> hard zero on for me as well as we said before zeroes all around except for this loser What's except that?
0: for where it counts which is my rankings and That's she gets true. a three That's except true. for when it's Stacia's rankings by proxy Giles <laughs> 10 of 10 captured tortured velvet pants Jenny we also got, I got I to thought. see his,
1: his, uh, his uh, chest hair or whatever oh we did when, yeah we chest? yeah
0: that's the the most, Giles, because you can see the most of
1: yeah. him. And she was saying, you know, we get to do all the things we didn't uh, get to do. Man, that scene is so good. That scene is so
0: good. And the fact that Drusilla is just like, what, me? Was I making out with him? Oh, weird. It was so great. <laughs> Monster of the Week. Okay, so this one was tough because it's the same Monster of the Week from last week.
2: But it's not because you made that Drusilla. Right. I did because she killed Kendra.
0: But... <laughs> Akafla is the worst. <laughs> like, he's a terrible villain because he's just a statue. And as we
1: discussed, he's if so people
0: poor. had discovered push technology... But the true villain is
2: been... Angel.
1: Angel is the villain. I, I think making Akopolis it Akafla is, is great. Making it Akafla is like making it a judge. Akopla it's an automatic one-pointer and you walk I away I mean,
2: Akafla has... Even the judge had some sort of agency once he was woken up. Akafla has no agency. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nothing. And it's like... And I think we've done... So he's more like a weapon than a bad guy. I think
0: we've done Angelus yeah. as the bad guy before. And I felt like a little ridiculous. I it to do it. I gave it a, an eight because if we're counting Angel as the bad guy, which I am, he still gets marked down two points for Akafa being the bad guy. Like, so an eight is still. <laughs> There's fair. a
1: take <laughs> yeah. to one way or the other. It's a winner or you know you got to take the prize. What's the difference, man? Yeah, it's true.
0: Relationship goodness or badness, as we discussed, every interpersonal relationship scene we have in this episode is great, even though really. Subtle ones, like, between Cordelia and Xander. I think this is the best interactions mm-hmm. they ever have as a couple, as characters. They do, like,
1: lots of touching and stuff like that. Yeah, like, there's even a really, really sweet nice. moment
0: where he's like, oh, I'd really love a coffee, or somebody says
2: something like that. She's like, oh, I'll go get it for you. He's like, mm-hmm. I can't leave. She's like, oh, I'll get it for you. Like, no, she offered to get him a coffee, and he was like, I don't want to leave. And then she was like, I'll go.
1: See, I, a lot of this is very subjective. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, every... Spike and Buffy is great. Spike and Joyce is great. Willow and Oz is fucking... Uh, Giles and Jenny, even though it's not really Jenny, like a little every little interaction. Buffy and Angel when Spike he back, and Buffy, yeah. everybody, every little thing I think was was done really well between our friends. So it was well written. I mean, yeah. really,
1: that's what it was. Joss Whedon, this was a great, really, really great episode of writing. Everything really snapped.
0: Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Which I think might be yeah, one of the, the highest, if not the highest, for for that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then episode specific, Buffy sends Angel to hell. So gotta get a ten for that because that took a lot. A lot from her and a lot in So 50. Solid round mm. 50. Which puts it at number three. Final rankings locked in. Becoming part two. Three out of 22 for the season.
2: Uh, I put this at number four overall out of 34. So Prophecy Girl is still number one. When She Was Bad is number two. Passion is number three. And then Becoming part two. And then Becoming part one below that.
1: I... Like this, this these episodes were really good.
2: I mean, you just even said the dialogue
0: and everything was on this episode was great. I just can't get over the fact that like it didn't feel as good for some reason. Yeah. So well, I'm curious where you put. it. Well, no, it,
1: that talking it through was actually a really good uh, experience, and also your points <laughs> I think have risen. Stacia's. My initial, yeah, you Stacia. Can't Stacia sorry, <laughs> sorry, Sasha, Your your uh, points were well well received because I was initially like, man. Number one was pretty pretty rad. I mean, it wasn't the greatest episode of all time. I certainly didn't make it number one or anything like that. But it was it was really good. This one, I, I don't think it's as good as number one. But I am seeing it in a different light. I'm kind of like they're pretty. You're fucking on par. everybody's
0: rankings up. I hope you're proud of yourself. No, it does deserve <laughs> to be higher.
1: I think I think putting this one in somewhere like a uh, for me if I'm doing one one out of one thirty seven. I was originally going to put this in like the forties, and I think I would regret that in the end because. There's a lot of really important things that happen in this episode in particular. There's a lot of friendship stuff, mm-hmm. especially that like really point us towards where we're going with the rest of the show. Even so, my biggest question was: Is this better than "Bother, Bewitch, Bewildered? Oh
0: my god! Oh, and you know, I struggled <laughs> my until <last> one. <laughs> until Stacia.
1: You were able to to knock me off of it because then I was like, I was starting to feel better, and then I changed my ranking while we were doing this, and I was like that one's 29 so i'm going to make this one 30 and then i was like no no this is better so this is probably my highest ranking i think ever yeah this I is think my you highest have one
0: angel really high
1: no i have angels actually at number 33 i think is okay. angel um so i'm going to rank this one at actually number 20 <gasps> oh, so number wow. 20 so this is 20
0: look at your power oh. of
1: argument yeah so Wait, that rose at yes. pretty high it's a great episode. I mean, and yeah. it also it's a it's a combined thing. So I, I probably I was weighing way more on the the second right. half, and I didn't really because I just didn't do it for for the first one. So fantastic episode, fantastic two hours of TV, very well done. And it's a Joss Whedon episode, and those are always sort of like those are always bangers. So yeah,
0: I th- that's it. Unless you guys have any final 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 thoughts?
1: No, just ready. To, thoughts. Ready to go to Falkland. I mean, it really is everything I've been looking for. Yeah.
0: Buffy's on that bus for a long time. Well,
1: I'm just going to sit here until until we get to fun. That's fine.
0: We'll we'll shut the door and hope that you stay alive. Um, Thank you, anybody who can hear this, really. It's amazing. I can't believe we've been doing this for two years. I really appreciate it. Please talk. to us. It hasn't really been two years. Two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, that's fair, because the first one was only 13 episodes. So...
1: But we have been doing it for a year and a half, yeah. so which is wild.
0: And it's been a blast, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Stacia. It's been so much fun, and I can't wait to do season three. I'm so excited. We will have our season recap coming up, in and in a, sometime soon, in
1: a couple. Guys, I'm going so. on vacation, so <laughs> when I come back from vacation, we go gonna do it. But we or, Sorry, we go gonna do our. Recap.
0: Yes. If you're not interested in that, please come back in September for Anne. Um, we will see you then. But apparently
1: you might have stuff in the in the interim, in the summertime. Yeah. Who knows? Why
0: the hell did we buy the robots?
1: Yeah. They've been kind of dicks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this really didn't work out for us. This really
1: didn't work out for us. So we yeah. need to really rethink this, this, this for season a three. a Westworld
2: situation? Oh, oh no. no.
1: <laughs> so stay tuned for season three when we're all robots. It's just Karen and Royston doing... Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. If we can make them do that, then we don't have to do this well, anymore. Daniel, say goodbye
0: for the very last time. The last
1: time. Hey.
0: Station, say goodbye Bye. for the very last time. Bye. Goodbye. Karen,
1: Royston, those are your people now. Beep, boop, I'm going to play the Westworld right, music right. on the way out. That's <laughs> <so good. laughs> oh, not even connected to this... Worn yourself Yay. out Yay. You don't need to on your
0: floor The dog ate literally everything off Hey, that's great
1: I mean, enjoy the leaves in. So <laughs> That's pretty much all it is
0: uh. Hey, June uh. Go take a nap
1: I mean, we've already gone through Pretty dog. much all of this So
2: <laughs> and Go to sleep You were being such a good puppy And now you're not me. What is she doing? She keeps going in that corner and stretching. That's, that's the, the stretching, stretching corner. One <laughs> time. She stuck her nose in that corner and stretched out. Juniper rising, do
0: you have to go out? Yeah, okay. That's
2: not it's, so bad. it's like hot up here and then my legs are cold.
1: That's weird. She have a blanket on your legs.
2: I know. Well, Maybe you ever a stroke. Y. Ooh. I don't see that. What? Did you say your blanket's haunted? I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: what? that you I'm just zoned
1: really so out for, for that.
0: <laughs>
2: No, Daniel just said I was having a stroke, but I guess you don't care at all. No way. No she worries. just
1: is concerned if it's haunted or not. Stroke away. Stroke away. Haunted? No. Don't That's fuck with ghosts.
2: Really dirty Daniel. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> it literally never crossed my mind.